Elder Stowe ministered, it was a confirmation of what some of the things God was dealing with me before he mentioned it. And I thank God for him. And just like I heard it, I know some of you heard it because God is omnipresent. He spoke, he speaks to all of us at the same, he can do that because he's God. He is God. He can do that. And as I continue to study this week and was being directed by God to prepare for that new Jerusalem, our ancestors, our brothers and sisters in the Lord, back then, of course, they were our brothers and sisters in God because Jesus hadn't come. But they prepared for that Jerusalem that God wanted them to build. We must prepare for the new Jerusalem and be grateful that we don't miss them. Because as I read in Revelations, it says that the ones that will be in the new Jerusalem, it will be those who overcome. Those who overcome. Those who overcome. And last week, I noticed so many of us we're getting so excited about the word when it, when it came forth about all of us walking in confidence in this area, in that area, in the other area. And it made me reflect on myself. And on, as I read in Revelations that I need to overcome to make it in to the new Jerusalem, the place. God has prepared for us. We know that it's important that as we pray, walk in faith, and trust God that we understand what God's word is saying. In Luke 24, 44, it says, and he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Of course, Jesus won't come to all those things are fulfilled, but we don't know. We really don't know the day or the hour. So we have to be prepared. We have to be in 
in the place of, of, in a place that we know that we have overcome so that our word is written in the Lamb's book of life. Because it says we have to be one of those who have overcome. I too much, not, I don't really like, like putting people in, I don't like to put people in categories. I don't like it when when I, even I, consider, oh, that's them, or they over there, and, and you know, that's those people over there. None of us like it if somebody lumps us in a category with people that aren't, aren't suppo supposedly winners. We don't like it when we're associated with with those people that have a bad name or somebody who isn't popular sometimes. Sometimes we don't like it being even a part of our specific families because, you know, this one doing that thing and that one doing the other thing. But we, as a body of believers, we as a body of believers, we have a responsibility to tell the world that Jesus is Lord, to tell the world that Jesus saves, to tell the world that he is the way, the truth, and the light, that no man can come to the Father except by him, to tell the world that there is a home. Maybe they won't get that new home on this side. I've seen so many of my brothers and sisters in the Lord who talked about the home they wanted on this side, but God had a different plan. They got a home on the other side. That home came. They got a mansion. What they couldn't afford to have. What God prepared for them. What they could never do for themselves. They got a mansion because they were a part of those. That group that overcame. And they walked it out. Their lifestyles reeked of it. We got to be a part of those. I don't want to be a part of a lot of things. And I don't mean any harm not by doing that. But I'm just trying to... Make sure I'm hearing God. Make sure I'm not speaking things I shouldn't speak because, you know, we can set a bridle. We can, oh Lord, I've said, I've, I've, I have tried so many times to set a guard over my mouth. But every once in a while, something comes out. I wish I could snatch back. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, we can't always be 
on the phone, not because we don't love you anymore, but because we're careful that our conversation that we want to walk in, live in, having a chaste conversation. Having something that honors God. And I know that if I answer that phone, oh, Lord. Okay. Sometimes we know whose phone call not to pick up. As much as we try to direct those, that conversation, we know sometimes who we just shouldn't. But, and then we get all this compassion like Jesus. Oh, Lord, you know, you know, I, you know, but I didn't tell you to do that. If I brought it in your, if I brought it to your mind not to answer it, why are you going over there answering it? And then you got to repent because you didn't, you didn't stop the, and didn't obey the spirit, first of all. Didn't stop them from saying some of the things they said because you didn't want to hurt their feelings. And then when you did do what the Lord told you to do and speak the word to that person that want to rattle all the time, then they hurt. And you might not hear from them for a month. Lord, help me the next time know what to do when they call me the next time. But, you know, send them a text. I love you. You know, send them a text. The Lord loves you. Send them a text about what you were doing, that your conversation needs to be chased, that we need to think on things that are pure, that are lovely, that are of a good report. We can't beat folk up all the time. We can't tear folk down. Yes, we. it's important that we have a conversation, that we have, you know, it's good to have relationship, fellowship with each other. It is so good to do that. But if, if all we gonna do when we come together is then we need to regroup, pray, Read the word, trust God, and overcome. Leading up to Easter, I love, this is a very special time for me because I noticed that during Easter and Christmas, Thanksgiving, the atmosphere is different. And you know why? Has, has the Lord told you why? A lot of you probably know the same thing I know. Because people are praying. Folk are praying. Folk are really praying. If there's something we need to overcome, this is a good time to do it. <laughs> Folk praying. We don't have so many enemies, demons in the spirit to war against. Because folk are praying. They praying for you. They praying for the nations. They praying for those that are far off. They praying. Folk are praying. And not only praying, but trusting God. 
the atmosphere is just different. It's just different. We. I. I believe most of you want to be a part of those. Those who will be raptured up or if we've gone raptured up in the New Jerusalem, I won't touch that. <laughs> we are people who believe in God's rapture for his coming back for his church, a church without a spot or a wrinkle. We take joy in knowing that God has prepared a place for us, a place that we can't prepare for ourselves, a place that nobody else can prepare for us because they can't, you know. God gives us a specific word as to how to get there. It doesn't change. He's the same today, yesterday, today, and forevermore. His word doesn't change. It doesn't change. He loved us so much that he provided his son to redeem us. To bring us back unto himself. He loved us so much that even on this side, we can look to him to be our strength and our refuge. Our God, a very present help in the time of trouble. He will be exalted among the heathen and in the earth. We see in Psalms 46, the God of supremacy, and the, he is the fullness. We need to know and trust in, walk in, Hope in, live in God's strength on a daily basis. Knowing that he is the all-knowing God. Knowing that he is the omnipresent God. Knowing the, he is the omnipotent God, the all-powerful, the holy and sovereign God. God can do what he wants. This week, I just, I watched what happens in in the earth realm i i watch the weather i look at the news and even though the weathermen get it right a lot of times because they have some good tools they're not god because some of those days they call for rain and we got some sleep <laughs> And they say we weren't getting any of that, but we got it anyway, because God can do what he want to do. 
<laughs> when I watch my plants, some of them shouldn't be budding when they, that plant that I told y'all about a few years back, that, that, that pepper plant that wants to, it blooms in the summer, but it won't really bear fruit because it's too hot. But it loves the winter for whatever reason. So it bears fruit out of season all the time. So every time I look at that pepper plant, I'm like, God, you are sovereign. God, you are somebody. You do what you want to do when you want to do it. I used to kill every plant I taught. I spent a lot of money on plants, but I kept praying. I kept praying. I kept trusting God. I kept throwing them out, getting some new ones. When the dead ones were dead, I buried them. When I went and got some new ones, I prayed over them. Lord, show me what to do. Holy Spirit, show me how to do it. Kept doing it for years. Did it for years. And finally... When God chose to do it, because he was sovereign, and because he wanted to bless me for being faithful and trusting him to allow those plants to grow. I kept buying them because I knew he could do it. I, I kept buying them because I wanted to see, have some of his beauty in my house and around my house. I kept buying them because I said, well, Lord, God, you say if I pray over it, that, that it'll be blessed, that, you know, even the food I eat, you know, we want to be careful for what, what we eat. But he said if we bless it, then it's not, don't call what he said clean, unclean. We're we praying over it, it's blessed. This, I know that this is a time for us to reflect. That's why I don't have a specific message per se. I was hearing so many things like in Psalms 46 about God being our refuge and our strength. In, in Ezra, I read all and wrote down and looked up and, and, and that's what it is. <laughs> and then I looked over in Luke and read a little bit about that and then when I went over there to, to um, okay let's go on and do this then thank you Jesus went on over here to Ephesians a little bit and, and read about that a little bit and, and thank God for for reflecting on his word in Ephesians and how he's the blessings of the redemption and that, that he predestined in, in Ephesians 1.5, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. 
Jesus did it. God did it. Jesus was with God from the beginning of the time. They had a plan. They have a plan for us. It's up to us to walk in it by faith. Hallelujah. To trust God. Knowing that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Knowing that as we continue to live as epistles of God and submit ourselves, being obedient unto death just like Christ, we too will live again. But that's the only way. That's the only way. Young people, trust God. Hold on to him. The world will sparkle. The world will promise you stuff. But God is the only one who's faithful. Singles, hold on to God. He is the one who will keep us because we want to be kept. He will walk with us when we screw up. He will encourage us to get back in the proper relationship if something goes wrong. He's the one that does that. He will forgive us if we do something we have nothing we have that we shouldn't be doing because he's God. Married people, wives and husbands, honor those vows. Continue to trust God. Continue to trust God. Husbands, treat your wives as Jesus treated, treated the church. I know the wives will submit themselves unto you. I believe they will. I believe that we here at this tabernacle are preparing for a greater tabernacle. A place where God is. A place that doesn't need light because God is the light. A place where there's healing for our souls. A place where he'll wipe all the tears from our eyes. A place that we sang about at home or back in the day that we don't sing about too much anymore. I want to walk around heaven. But most of all, I want to praise God. I want to cry out, holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, which we, 
which was, which, which is, and which is to come. I want to cry to see Jesus. I love my family. God knows I do. But I want to see Jesus. I need to see Jesus. So, in order to do that, it's a daily life of overcoming. A daily walk of overcoming. Because we do slip up. We do. I thank God that here at Tabernacle of Praise that we undergird each other. We build each other up. We pray for each other. We love each other sincerely. And I thank God that there are other churches who are doing the same. I thank God that the word is being preached here. The word of God, the truth of the word of God, that the true shepherd will take care of us. He'll meet our needs. He'll, he'll build us up. The true shepherd. I thank God for Bishop and Lady Jackson pouring into us over the years. I bless the Lord for the ministers who have given their time in their efforts to study, to show themselves approved workmen who needed not being ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Sometimes it comes one way, but sometimes it comes another. But we dare to do it anyway. Trust in God that something needs, that this word is not going out void. But it will accomplish what God set it out to do. It will bring forth good fruit. It will encourage someone to dig a little deeper. It will encourage someone to pray more. It will encourage someone to walk by faith and not by sight. Because sight sometimes just is too much. It's overbearing somebody. But when we look to God, look to the hills from which cometh our help, because we know our help comes from God, we can make it. I bless the Lord for you today. And today, as we prepare to leave. The altar is open because I believe that this is a time for us as a body to come together and pray. Didn't call a fast. We didn't call a fast for the body because we have more people here today than may come out for a fast.